Welcome to the worst nightmare of all. Reality. Explore the lesser-known stories of our unknown world. Join the pursuit of the paranormal with Ash and Greg. How's it going, Greg? Yeah, I'm okay. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Fresh off our recent episode with Frank. Yes. So, Frank from UFO Thinker Podcast. We had a a chat about recent UFO events and especially the Congress or Congressional hearing, should I say, yeah. uh, into UAPs. And that was, that was interesting. That was a good chat. Um, yeah, and it's the first of our, uh, well, it's going to be monthly episodes with Frank where we just have a casual chat, talk about the latest UFO developments in the UK and in the US, obviously. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that's going to be a monthly thing. We're going to have different guests each month. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of the month when that episode goes out. So that's going to be a little bonus episode each month for talking about just yeah, UFO, UFO stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yep. we can keep we, abreast yeah, of all the news. Exactly. Because there's a lot happening at the moment as well. It seems to be changing quite quickly. Um, and I'm trying to keep up with stuff. And I'm not really, that's not my normal thing, UFO. So I'm, try, I'm trying to keep up. And it is, it seems to be new stuff coming out mm. all the time. Yeah. I even heard that there might even be a congressional, another congressional hearing this week. So whatever it is, oh, it'll be on Monday 30th of May, that they could be as soon as this Thursday. I don't know whether that's true. Um, but if that is, then that's quite a it's quite a quick turnaround from last week, which yeah, was definitely. Monday, um, the last one was. Things so, aren't usually moved that fast, so that's pretty no. interesting if so. Yeah, and they've another video came out over the weekend um ufo video so I, i'm trying i'm trying to be all over it and there's <laughs> and there is so lot. much yeah there is so much changing all the time it appears to me and people with their own opinions on things and quite conflicting at times um on twitter particularly uh, hashtag ufo twitter um so obviously yeah. there's a lot of fluff in there as well so sort of try and get get through the crap and then get to the actual this the important stuff the top sort of news stories each month of what's been happening yeah definitely so should be uh should be a good a good good uh episode each month yeah hopefully um really enjoyed that the one we did the other night and i know frank did so um yeah we're trying to get some different guests and all that kind of stuff at the moment and we've got a few good episodes that we've pre-recorded recently yeah. well over the last few couple of weeks really that that'll be interesting yeah. we had the sasha christie one recently as well which i really enjoyed and that was like a, a ufo one but even more than just a, a, a typical sighting so yeah it's really um interesting case if you don't listen to it make sure you go back to our last week's episode and have a listen because it was yeah. uh, quite a fascinating and scary encounter that they had proper scary and, and the family's reaction to to what they saw is even weirder as yeah. well so, <laughs> sure. yeah 
So yeah, it's unlike we're saying it's with the UFO phenomena, it just seems like there's just like this broad range. You've got people who just see something in the sky, and then you've got other people like Sasha have this profound experience in the back garden of a holiday home. And it's just like how how are they even the same thing? It doesn't it it just seems that it's such the full spectrum of of a light in the sky to to what happened to her that it just it blows my mind. But then you've got ghost stuff, people just seeing an orb or or whatever that might be, to right up to like poltergeist activity, full blown apparitions being seen and yeah. It's just, and on that note, there's loads of that sort of stuff on TikTok. Paranormal stuff on TikTok is mental. If you're not following us on TikTok, get on there. <laughs> yeah, um, suit of the paranormal. Suit of the paranormal. Yeah, we're on there, and loads of stuff. We're getting loads of people following us on there, which is really good. Um, a lot of interaction on the posts, but there's also lots of paranormal stuff on there. I was quite surprised at how how much people record and put up there. There's one called Texas Paranormal Investigators or something, and they're like reposting stuff that other people have put up around the internet. Mm. There's some mad stuff around. Whether or not any of it's true, who knows? But... Yeah, it's it's a bit of a it's a crazy thing. Paranormal, UFOs, everything. It's just mad. Such a, a broad way. spectrum of mm. like for me I've had like the one UFO sighting, which was yeah. pretty much lights in the sky in a triangle shape. Yeah. Twenty five years ago and nothing since. And you have people yeah. that are seeing stuff every day and yeah. having all these experiences and I mean I do I mean I would say it is can be scary and pretty terrifying and life changing, but I still want to experience it. I think <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah. I I would just like to properly see one and go. You know what? That's it. That's that's mm. me. And then you know. Then yeah, it's like we were <clears throat> we were speaking to somebody last night actually for an episode coming up, and he was saying that. He thinks once he'd seen this thing that he talks about, that it kind of opens him up and he's seen other stuff after that, which is yeah. quite an interesting way of looking at it. It's like you become a a total believer after that. So but yeah, no, it's we've we've had some really good conversations and like we're eighteen months in now and we're just it appears that the more people we speak to, the more questions we have when we finish the episode. Definitely. And it doesn't say, we don't seem to be any closer to... <laughs> a bit like the X-Files, where they seem to be getting closer and then they just look like we're we're getting an answer to something. It feels like the line's getting bigger, mm-hmm. but further away as well. Yeah. So it's like there's more yeah. to find out, but we're getting further away from what we think we know. It's Yeah. It's a, yeah. Crazy, crazy. <laughs> it is. Which brings us to a subject that we haven't covered before. True, we haven't done this. 
and it's a little bit different to normal stuff, so we're not going to be talking to anybody. Just each of us. Just just us, just <laughs> us. <laughs> and we've done this kind of thing before. We've done it at Christmas where we, we talked about, like, we, we took it in turns to sort of speak about particular stories or experiences or accounts. Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk about haunted roads this week. Uh, haunted roads haunted. in the UK, in fact. Yeah. Yep, some haunted roads, and there's uh, quite a lot. I was, I was quite surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting because you've had your own kind of weird experience on a on a road in the UK, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, I didn't think about using that for this episode. Yeah, well, um, I think I think where we we split the UK to cover off that comes under my my remit. Yeah, true. Because you're going to cover the south of the UK, and I'm going to do the north <laughs> yeah. of Scotland. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, I'd probably have to leave that one to you. If you want to talk about it again. <laughs> See how much time we have at the end. See how long. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very good story. And it anybody is, who's listened to the podcast um, over the sort of like last, certainly last 12 months when we started talking about it, um, this this particular experience does pop up every now and again um, <laughs> with a particular animal. <laughs> but, <laughs> but we'll, yeah. Uh, Hopefully we'll see if we get time. To yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so like you say, there's there seems to be a lot of haunted roads around. Um, and I know when we were when we were talking, um, I messaged you and said, "Have you got? Are you going to talk about this particular one?" You were like, "Yeah." yeah. And it, <laughs> Had to talk about that one. Yeah. So um, we'll we'll save that bit for. <laughs> when you when you go so i wanted to talk about the a21 in kent now anybody who's just joined at this moment in time will be thinking what the fuck is he talking about the a21 in kent traffic today yeah it's quite quiet now it's a go back to normal conditions it's a clear (laughs) but it is cloudy with a chance of meatballs um so the a21 in kent so according to paranormal believers, this particular stretch of road in Kent is haunted by the ghost of Gracious Lane, who was angered when the road was made into a dual carriageway. <laughs> I spent wow. there's a lot of people that were not happy about dual carriageways back in the day because they're loud, um, two-lane motorways, uh, two-lane carriageways. Um, on each side for anybody who's not from the UK. So you've got two lanes on one side, two lanes on the other side. What makes it a dual carriageway, Ash? A little interesting fact for you. I think I know this. Go on. It's got to have a central reservation. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I don't know whether that makes you sad or me (laughs) sad or both of us sad. I only know that if I'm going on a driver awareness speeding course. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I get the points, I'll go to the course. I'm trying to learn that. I've done two of them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, good good knowledge there, Ash. So yeah, dual carriageway, two lanes one side of the central reservation, two lanes the other side. Um, A lot of people, they use those for sort of bypasses and such like that, really, don't they? And some of the newer roads are are dual carriageways. So this ghoul and this ghost of Gracious Lane was not happy. The ghoul is said to prowl the street, looking to take revenge by leading cars off the road and the unfortunate drivers to their death. 
Mm. Numerous motorists claim they have encountered paranormal activity on the A21, including strange figures stepping out in front of cars and the road disappearing altogether. Now, when I started reading that, I was thinking, what? (laughs) Um, So the most haunting part of this road is said to be where the new dual carriageway intersects with old Gracious Lane, hence the ghost of Gracious Lane. Drivers have even claimed that the road ahead disappears entirely, only to be replaced by a false road which leads cars in the opposite direction. What? (laughs) Yeah. Um, So ghost hunters have blamed this phenomenon on several fatal head-on collisions over the years. People are going onto the wrong side of the road. Yeah. That's insane. I must say, like, when you drive at night and it's raining... I hate because literally the road. Most people know don't turn street lights on anymore, do they? In, during that no. time, they just no, don't have them. They just turn them off. Just never turned on. So it's lit. So what, I do hate driving at night in the rain because the roads do disappear. It's like you can't <laughs> literally can't see where I'm going anymore. Yep. Um, so again, yep. so that's when he said that. That's like sort of the first thing I thought about. But now he said like it, another one appears and leads them like away to the to accidents and stuff. That's that's crazy. Yeah, and you imagine you're following a car that's decided to go the other the wrong way. You're just thinking, well, it's a bit foggy. I can't really see what's going on. I'll just follow the car in front <laughs> into the central reservation, whatever. So yeah, um, there's also weirdly that's not the only paranormal sort of activity that happens on this particular road. So there's an old woman with white hair wearing a coat has also been seen on this road. And drivers on both sides of the carriageway said that they've knocked her down at the same time, but found no evidence of a body on the road. Whether that's just them saying, I don't see anything, (laughs) driving off, I don't know. But according to popular belief, this is a ghost of a woman who died in the area in 1959. So the A21 in Kent... Excuse me, I'm over yeah. It's quite quite unlucky. <laughs> it's like Groundhog Day, but like <laughs> the horror version. This <laughs> keeps getting over. It should be this like getting back up and just moan down again. It'd be so, like something out of um scary movie or something, one of those sort of parody ones. But but yeah, so that's the A twenty one in Kent. Bit of a uh, a sort of strange strange area. Yeah, um, definitely. I think the, the the road leading off to the opposite direction is a bit, bit of a nightmare. Mm. And I don't, I, don't, that, I don't know how you'd get that through the insurance company. Well, the road just changed direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like when you watch horse racing and when they have different courses that horses can go on, mm. and sometimes like, especially like the one-seated rider, the horse yeah, sort yeah. of goes off the wrong. Course and you see him going the other way. Is that where you're going? It's a dual carriageway, so you could be overtaking somebody and just see this other car in the lane next to you, sort of in your rear view mirror, go behind you and just drive off. (laughs) Drive off. That'd be. Yeah. Strange. That's weird. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the A21 Kent. If anybody lives around by the A21 in Kent, drop us a note. Is this yeah. true? Or, or any of the roads it? that we're going to talk about. Or any of the other roads. More, yeah. lo- more any... local knowledge. Yeah, or any road that we ha- we don't mention. 
would be good to know because the more I've looked into it, it's just like if you see some of these like apparitions on the side of the road. I've seen, I've heard stories where people are driving down the road and there's like a hitchhiker. So they'll stop. It's back in the days before when you actually picked up hitchhikers rather than now when everybody's a serial killer. But you pick up the they pick up the hitchhiker and you'd be driving down the road, then look over to the side and the hitchhiker's not even there. And it's just like <laughs> and there's like reports on certain roads that are like these ghost hitchhikers. And um yeah, I don't I don't know how I'd deal with that. Strange, strange. Yeah. That's my first one. And yours was pretty strange one. Mine's going to be sadly strange. It's like quite sad story. It's one that you alluded to in the intro. Okay. Uh, And one that people may have heard of just for the the reason why it's a bit strange and why I want to sort of talk about this one. Um, And this is the... In Scotland, so going up north, up to Western Bartonshire. And this is the Overtown Bridge in Dumbarton, which has another name. So the Overtown Bridge is also known as the Dog Suicide Bridge. So I saw this and I was like, I have to talk about this one just for the name alone. Definitely. And it was one that I said, are you going to talk about that bridge in Scotland? And you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was the first one I uh, started writing about. Yeah, so, this one's... I'm looking forward to hearing about this one because I only know a tiny bit about it. So, yeah, like I say, it, it went viral uh, not too long ago. So a lot of people have probably heard about it. A lot of people in the UK, possibly, mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah. Um, one's more international may not have uh, but anyway so the overtime bridge or the dog suicide bridge so it's not going to be a nice story this one just by the name of it we're both <laughs> dog lovers um yeah so it's uh <clears throat> not that of a nice one so this it's a beautiful stone bridge built in 1895 it comprises standard bridge a large central arch which spans a very deep valley and it's flanked on either side by lower like smaller arches that pedestrians can work on. Mm-hmm. So it's about 130 years old now. However, it's in the 1950s when certain incidents started occurring, which gave rise to the Dog Suicide Bridge nickname. It started to become reported that dogs were just jumping from the bridge and the ravine below is like 50 feet below. And some of the, a lot of them did survive but a lot resulted in serious injury or death as well, sadly. So it started in the 1950s, but it gained prominence in the 2000s. And there's there's lots of mixed reports of the numbers of dogs that have jumped, dogs that have died. There's no dispute that it's been a lot. Some reports say over 600 dogs have jumped off, wow. off and survived. And there's over survived. 50. So 600 that have jumped and survived. Wow. And like between 50 and 100 that jumped and didn't survive. Um, and there's like there's one case where a Springer Spaniel in 2014 was just stood staring at something above the bridge. So it's like something that caught his attention above the bridge. That's what I thought was interesting. And then it jumped ah. off, off the bridge to blow it. Wow. So it's like 
what was it looking at before or what caught his attention above the bridge to then jump off it, which is a bit unusual. Yeah. There's a really dark event that happened in 1994, and this is going darker than dogs dying. Um, so be, be warned. So it's a 32-year-old man. He threw his own baby off the bridge. What the fuck? And the baby died a day later just from the injuries. Uh, the, the the man believed his, the baby to be the Antichrist and that these forces made him, told him to, like, it's the Antichrist, you need to throw your baby off this bridge. Wow. And, and apparently where he threw it off is the spot where most of the dogs jump off. It's the spot where he threw his, his, his baby. Uh, that's the true story. The, the dad was declared insane and was put into an institution. Um, yeah. Like obviously for the rest of his life, for the murder of his um, child. So not just not just dogs. It's also. Oh, I didn't like, know that bit. Yeah, that was um, yeah quite a, obviously a darker uh, side of it as well as the dogs. But going back to the dogs. Yep. Uh, many of the dog owners who obviously walk the dogs every day have no problem. Usually obedient. When they get to the bridge, they just start behaving really out of character becoming agitated, jumping up, and ultimately like getting off the lead or pulling away and managing to jump off the bridge itself. There's a case where a dog jumped off the bridge, survived, ran back up to the bridge, and jumped off again. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? what? So, See, that, that just screams that there can't be something natural. Something's got to be willing these dogs to... Yeah, because one what? of the um, explanations is uh, there's a canine psychologist called David Sands, and he believes that the smell of mink urine allures the dogs like in the bushes and undergrowth, and that obviously gets the attention. Obviously, dogs have the, the, the intense smell ability, mm. and that's causing them to jump off. And also, because the foliage and the bushes are really quite high up, it gives you can't really see how deep it is. Because it's lots of trees and bushes, so he doesn't realize the dogs don't realize how far the drop is. They think it's like till they, they start going through <laughs> it. But but for me, wow. if if it's say it's the smell of mink or the minks or other animals, because the uh, the Scottish Society of Protection of Birds did an investigation to it. Don't know why investigation Protection of Birds did it, but they did an investigation, hmm. and they found that the one end of the bridge where a lot of the dogs jump off contained nests of mice, squirrels, and minks as well. But with the dog that jumped off and then ran back up and then jumped off again, if he was after something down there, wouldn't he just stay down there looking for yeah. whatever the smell was causing the smell rather than not like a like a <laughs> like a playground slider, you one back up, go down, go back up, come back down. It's dog jumped off a fifty foot bridge and then back up to do it again yeah because i've seen that bridge it's quite it's that is tall but like you yeah. say it would stay down there or why would it go back up and jump again knowing that it's gonna fall 50 foot yeah i mean no dogs can be done but i think when it comes to like preservation and they've got no pain <laughs> and if, and it, like they to smell something the smell can be down there they're not going to run back up to then come yeah. back down to get the smell because that's like one of the common explanations for it 
the Scottish Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals also investigated the bridge and the surrounding area, but none of their findings found anything, really. The owners of the nearby Overtown House, which has its own spooky history, that's for another episode, mm. they believe that the grounds of the house, including the bridge, hold some sort of spiritual activity and their own dogs have become agitated and even jumped from the bridge as oh, well. Wow. And they live like, on the land. Local teacher Paul Owens, he also believes the bridge and the house are haunted. And he claims that dogs and other animals are sensitive to supernatural activity, which you see in quite a lot of cases where like, sort of dogs and cats can be looking at something that's not there or reacting to something that's not there. Yeah. And can generally be alert to something that you're not because obviously they have other senses are better than ours. And he believes that dark spirits are responsible for luring the dog to their deaths. Wow. That's so yeah, good... that's the dark overtime bridge. Wow. I, do, I, knew, I knew about the dogs because it is that thing that comes up every now and again in the press. But yeah, I didn't realise there was quite so many. And quite so many that survived because that is, I've seen the picture, it's quite a, yeah. it's quite I guess, high I guess, up. I mean, there's a lot of bushes and foliage. Yeah, maybe. Soften. And if, if it slopes from the side, maybe like something that's not as bit, deep, yeah, it's yeah. not falling as, as far. But the guy to throw his baby off. That's, yeah. And the dog that appeared to see something above the bridge. That's weird. That's because that's that's like, so, there's lots of cases, but they're the sort of ones that stood out as being a bit different and a bit, yeah, caused a bit more to think maybe it's not just like the smell of mink that's causing it. Yeah, I see because like, the dog's jumping it. over a bridge over a wall essentially. At that point, the dog thinks it's just a wall, I suppose. Yeah, and then suddenly realizes it's, it's not, but yeah, that's. You could kind of get a dog going over a bridge for an animal or a smell or something over a wall, sorry. But yeah, that's that's particularly weird that seeing the, the object or seeing something above the bridge and then the guy throwing, wow, that's dark. Place to not put on the. Uh... No, no, don't take your dogs there anyway. <laughs> no, Christ. No, because one of mine would definitely, <laughs> she gets a smell on, she would, she would go, bless her. Wow. Yeah, so that that's a really good one. That's a quite a dark one to to lead after mine with Ash, so thanks for that. <laughs> no, yeah. I it'll be um I don't know if there's any other places like that in the world, but I've never I've seen that in the press, but I've never heard of anywhere else. Maybe it's quite a unique set of circumstances that leads it, I suppose. But Yeah, I oh sort of Right. Yeah, we'll say right place, right time, but you're yeah, come like, together. Yeah, yeah, like um, a series of unfortunate events happening at the same time, as it were. Yeah, cool. So we'll come back down to south of England now, um, and we'll go to Wiltshire. So not too far from where I am, but this is the A six three six next on our journey. Um, in Wiltshire, it's uh, just outside the city of Bath. Um, in Wiltshire, you will find a road which many locals are reluctant to drive down, especially at night. 
known as this will get it's known as Sally in the Wood. The road cuts through a place called Brown's Folly, which is a patch of woodland supposedly haunted by the ghost of a murdered girl. Sure. So Brown's Folly Wood is the setting for one of England's most terrifying legends. And this is one that I hadn't heard about until until we started looking into this. So many say that the birds in the woods can't sing and the road through it has garnered a local reputation as a dangerous place to drive after dark. Drivers have reported hearing a child's scream from the darkness of the woods and some swear that they've seen the ghost of a young girl running out into the road. Oh, God. (laughs) So what's worse than a ghost? A child ghost. And in horror films, it's always a young girl. Legend has it that Sally, a murdered girl, haunts the woods at night, causing crashes on the unlit stretch of road when she ventures out from between the trees. And for terrified locals, uh, the ghost story is all too real. Um, And it's not uncommon for drivers to refuse to pass through the woods once the sun has set. Don't blame him. No. So the story of Sally in the Wood centers on a sinister tower in Brown's Folly. So a folly is, um, we've got a folly nearby um, in Farringdon, and it's like a little tower. So I don't know if the tower's called the folly. Right. Um, there are little bits of woodland around it. So there's a sinister tower in Brown's Folly where Sally, who was a gypsy girl, was supposedly imprisoned in the 18th century. Locked up without food and water, the girl was left to die in the tower, according to legend. And they say the murdered child became a ghost, restlessly roaming through the woods at night and often straying out into the unlit stretch of road uh, which cuts through it. Driving past, many claim to have heard crying sounds coming from the tower. And as mentioned, they say that birds avoid chirping and also avoid the pitch black darkness of the area. So, a little bit about the tower. So the tower deep inside the woods is said to be the final resting place, as I mentioned, uh, of Sally, murdered Sally. Um, A number of ghost hunting teams have dedicated themselves to finding the truth behind the dark legend, Um, but few people brave enough to investigate the woods at night time. Much of the hype surrounding the legend is just hearsay passed on in local pubs and it becomes that sort of urban legend. Mm. Um, One site, um, the Ghost Hunt UK, claims that Sally in the Wood has been the scene of eight fatal car crashes in the past decade. Wow, that's a lot. Most most of which remain unexplained. So if you think, if it was eight in the last century, or the last 50 years, that's still quite a high amount. But eight in the last decade. Mm, that's high. Whether it's just the, um, the fact that it's dark, there's no lights, it's probably a bit windy that kind of thing and obviously some people get a bit yeah complacent with speed and and such yeah, I, like. I hate them types of roads because especially mm. when you've not been down there before and it's just tree lined yeah. you can't see the bends and you're trying to follow your yeah. sat and have to see where the roads are bending 
Yeah. And people fly, and it's like 60 limit roads. So people are flying. Yeah, yeah. That's it. They're 60 and limit roads just, as well. And really small. Yeah, I hate, I hate country roads, especially at night. Yeah. Like we're talking definitely. before we came, before we started recording, like researching some of these roads, and like it just, oh, God, it's creepy. And just, yeah. And it's pitch black and cats, literally, you turn your car lights off, you literally won't be able to see a thing. It's that dark. Mm-hmm. And, you can't, I don't want to look into the trees to the side of me because I don't want to see anything and I don't want to see things in front of me. Like when we talk about my Wellness from Forest incident, <laughs> yeah. you see random things coming out in front of you. And it, yeah, I really, yeah. even like listening to you then talk about like the sort of Sally's Wood bit yeah. and like give me goosebumps and like I don't want to drive. <laughs> I was thinking I don't want to drive down that road. I don't want to be in that world. It's just, it's scary. So, another take on the story though is offering a completely different explanation. Sally was allegedly a real person who spent much of her time in a hut in the woods and was believed by local children to be a witch. Right. The real-life Sally died at the age of 100, according to local records, but naturally it's not the take on Sally in the woods story which has really captured locals. Um, in a 100-year-old witch living in a hut in the woods, that's quite a, that's quite a story. That's like Blair Witch kind of <laughs> territory as well. So Sally in the Wood seems like a place that you don't really want to go. So either the ghost of a murdered child, a witch who lived in the, in the hut in the woods, but eight fatal car crashes in the last decade, um, people seeing a child ghost or an apparition of a child running into the, the road out of the woods. Bit of a freaky place. And I don't I think, think and I've... Eight, eight that were fatal, so there's probably a hell of a lot more mm-hmm. that weren't fatal. So it's just a lot of accidents happen happening yeah. around there. Yeah. yeah. And like you say, pitch black, people a bit freaked out anyway, or not knowing where they're going. Or likewise, they might know where they are going, but because it's so dark, they lose their bearings momentarily, and that's yeah. them. Or somebody comes the other way. Because some of those roads, especially in the UK, some of the roads are quite narrow at times. Um, yeah, like you have to like reverse sometimes so people can get past you and yeah, yeah, because I had to get to a passing place, which is scary considering it's a sixty mile an hour road. It's I yeah. Hate it. 100% with you there. They're awful roads. It's like you live, you're driving quite slowly, even in the daytime, still paranoid that something's going to come fly around the other, other way, a yeah. local or a tractor. Or, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, that's another freaky road in the south of England. Uh, we are going back up to Scotland for my next one. Cool. And this is the A75. Know it well. (laughs) (laughs) This is apparently the most haunted road in Scotland. Okay, cool. In Dumfries and Galloway. Dumfries and Galloway. uh, I went to uh, Galloway Forest Park. Is the darkest sky in the UK. Okay, so it's like perfect for sky watching. Spent a few nights up there, and they're just sky watching and UFO hunting. Didn't see anything, but it's just it's just amazing. Just the amount of stars you can see. It's just incredible. Is it super dark? Because I know there's no sort of like sort of light pollution as such. Up there is, yeah. So where we set up was like there's a little lake. I mean, the forest park is quite a big park. We set up near yeah. where the lake was. 
and some like small mountains and like but not mountains but hills beyond the lake. And we set up it was obviously set up in like evening time before it got too dark. But yeah, it, it's pitch black. It's absolutely crazy. And like see the Milky Way above you. Um, just thousands more stars than you can see. Like I live in Manchester and you, you can't see stars on a clear night usually. Like it's just too much light pollution but up there. Like when I first drove up, I was even near the park because I just drove up near Dumfries and we're on a dual carriageway. And I had to pull over because I was just I was just looking out the cars. It was nighttime when we got to Scotland. It's like a six hour drive or something. And I could just see out when I was driving, I could just see I was like, There's so many stars. So I pulled over onto a hard shoulder just to look yeah. at the stars because I was like, Oh my god, like where have all these stars come from? And when you look through binoculars, there's even more. Like it's literally just wall look through binoculars, it's just wall to wall stars. Like like where do all these stars come from? We just don't know they're there because it's just that, that not dark enough usually, but up there because it's that dark. I say darkest sky in the UK. Like dark sky park it's called. Like you just see the Milky Way, it's just above you. It's just no matter how many stars are there. It's just Anyway, that was a bit of a side. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. So the A75, uh, the road itself runs for over 95 miles, but there's two stretches that I recognise as being like a paranormal hotspot. One being the section between Annan and Gretna, and the other is the four-mile Kinmount Strait. Documented reports of ghosts on this road go back at least 50 years as well as seeing assorted animals, horsemen and carriages, some drivers have been convinced they've run over people. Phantom figures of men, women, even couples emerging from the dark. But after stopping and looking, they're not able to find any evidence of person. Like with your, with, with your one, like they feel like they've hit someone. Or like, mm-hmm. like with the old woman, felt like they went over a woman or hit a woman. Then they stopped, come to look, and there's, there's no body, there's no person, there's nothing to say they've been over anything. So there's quite a lot where that's happened, where they, someone's come out of nowhere, they've hit them. As far as they're concerned, they've hit them. So they've stopped yeah. in the panic, whatever, got out, and there's no one there. There's just nothing there. So that's keeping itself just... Yeah. So I'd be like, get back, in, get back in the car, let's just drive out of here. <laughs> one of the most infamous sightings was made by Derek and Norman Ferguson when in 1962, and this is in their words, they were driving along the road when suddenly a large hen started flying towards the windscreen of the car. Okay. But so but at the point it was should have made impact, it disappeared. So they're just driving, they see this large hen. And obviously they're bracing for it to hit the windscreen. Of course. And it just disappeared. They then witnessed cats and various other creatures, including wild looking dogs, as well as witnessing a phantom furniture van swerving along the road. <laughs> Wow. So, I did not expect you to say a phantom furniture van. Furniture van. So we've got hens, <laughs> cats, wild dogs, and a phantom furniture van that they saw like careering, like saw this van <laughs> swimming across the road. So obviously they like not? stopped. When they look back, there's just no van. It's just <laughs> the road's just empty, there's just no van there anymore. Wow. So I never, I never known a van to be a ghost. That's the first <laughs> for me. We Definitely. could have been a van that was in an instant, uh, in an accident, and then yeah. but why yeah. would the van become a ghost? It's well, why wouldn't a van become a ghost? <laughs> I suppose because you got cars that can, uh, roads that can disappear, and 
Mm. Why, why can't a, a van? Yeah, yeah. So I was interested in, obviously, just a bit weird, unusual to have a phantom yeah. van. Well, then again, I suppose, like, like we've, one of the other stories where the like horseman and carriages you see in Ghost Tales, but the carriage mm. is just a car, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So why would you see you see the Romans or you see the soldiers? Well, you can also yeah. see the carriages, carriages and the horses. And, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I suppose it's the same as that, really. Just modern, a modern version of a, a, good, a phantom <laughs> chariot. <laughs> Bob Sturgeon, he used to run a roadside snack van at Carruthers Town. He said that there was rarely a week went past about somebody that had come and stopped some food that would tell him about some strange experience that they'd had on the stretch of road. A common sighting was groups of dejected, bedraggled people pulling handcarts or carrying bundles like medieval camp followers. One man was so shocked that he gave up lorry driving altogether. He yeah. woke up around 3am. Obviously, uh, long-distance truck drivers, the sleep in the cab, get the brakes yeah. in. You woke up around 3am and saw this group of people. I said you watched it for quite a few minutes, just a group of peasant, medieval type people just carrying belongings, just walking on the road. Like, like they weren't aware of anything around them. They were just yeah. in this group, just walking. And he, like I say, he was so shocked that he gave up lorry driving. He freaked them out that much. Wow. So I can imagine it is quite a because we talk about these these roles. It creeps me out when I'm sat in my house safe. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm having to, if I'm out to sleep in like my cab alone on the side of these roads at night, mm-hmm. I can imagine it'd be quite unnerving. And you see these guys sleeping in lorries all over the place. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to do it. enough to definitely enough to put you off. <laughs> as well as UFOs being seen above the road and even reports of aliens, the area around the A75 was heavily hit by body snatchers in the 1820s. A body snatcher is a person who illicitly disentears corpses for dissection. So they go and debate, dig in the grave, get the body out, and then use it for whatever purpose. And there's a lot of these sort of graves alongside the A75. There's like graveyards and and that, and as like I say, there's there's a lot of body snatches in the 1820s. So could it be these graves being disturbed, and these bodies being taken, that yeah. is sort of can account for why there's quite a lot of sightings in that area of like yeah. people and couples and groups of people being seen. That could seems be an to be a reasonable reason uh, explanation. Yeah, sorry, definitely. Yeah, wow. Yes, yeah, so that's the A75, known as the Ghost Road of Scotland, with its phantom furniture van and giant hens. Brilliant. <laughs> Love it. I think that the van is definitely the, the one that's got me. <laughs> Interestingly, over a third of people surveyed said they believed in the idea of ghosts. Um, and roadside sort of ghosts as well. Oh. So that's quite a high percentage of people. Mm. <laughs> but, um, yeah, interesting road, though. A lot are happening down there. <laughs> Definitely. So I've got a really short one here. Um, Bluebell Hill in Kent, otherwise known 
as I'm sure you know, as the A229. Um, oh, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> so this is in South England, again. Uh, and local police are familiar to the tale of Bluebell Hill, even to this day, apparently. Um, an accident in 1965 on the very same road took the lives of three young women the day before one of them was due to get married. Although many people will argue that she was killed on her wedding day, no one knows exactly for sure as to when it happened. So drivers now call the police claiming that a woman in a white dress has darted out in front of their car, hitting her. But when they've got out of the car to help, lo and behold, she's not there. One driver even said that he carried the woman with minor injuries to the side of the road, wrapped her in a blanket before going to get the police. And when they returned, the blanket was there, but the girl was nowhere to be found. Countless drivers have also reported seeing a woman on the side of the road as well. Some have even stopped to offer her a lift as it was usually cold, dark and late. The woman would get into the passenger seat and get driven to their destination only for her to disappear as soon as they arrived. Wow. And that's so... kind of, kind of what I was on about before. But yeah, so they literally have had an interaction with what appears to be a solid apparition, if that's a thing, but a solid object figure, assuming they've had some kind of conversation with her because they yeah. found out where she wanted to go, and when they get in there, she disappears. Wow, so she's in the car and then... In wow. the car. I don't even think I'd get back in the car. <laughs> no, we've got like, it. It's like two days later, like looking in the rearview mirror, and she's in the back seat, like pops up. Exactly. <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. So, why are you selling your car, Ash? Um, well, <laughs> there's a funny story about that. <laughs> a woman, oh, no. side of the road, disappearing. Yeah, so not a very long story there, or spooky story, but one that. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Quite horrific in its in its sort of uh, background and events. So, wow. So I have another one. If you want me to carry on, as that yep. was a short one, yep. yeah, yeah. So this time we're moving away from England and we're going into Wales. Ooh. Now I will apologise now to anybody from Wales. You pronounce this wrong. When I start butchering the names of all these towns and people, because as many times as I've read this and my notes, I still am unaware of how to say these things. And even Spellchecker is trying to say, that's not how you spell whatever it is you're trying to spell. You know, when you spell stuff and it says no suggestions and stuff like that, Unfortunately, if people don't know about the Welsh language and some of the Welsh names of places, Spellchecker does not like any of that. So everything I've got written on my notes is under, it's like dotted red lines underneath. So I'm going to yeah. give it a go. And apologies <laughs> now for... Uh, and suppose anyone doesn't really know about Welsh, it's like you don't have many vowels. No. And they have like lots of unused letters that you wouldn't usually use and... Repeat. It's like two Fs, two Ys, and it's just two Ds, two Ls. That's quite a, yeah, a lot. A lot of two Ls. It's just hard yeah. to 
to figure out how to pronounce. Yeah. So unless you speak Welsh, bear with me. <laughs> bear with me. So the A four seventy near Chliswen. I'm going with that. <laughs> Heading north towards Bulth, Wales, on January the twelfth, two thousand eight. A driver and a passenger spotted what they thought to be an elder gentleman standing by the side of the road. Standard haunted road phantom at the moment. He stood around six feet tall and wore a long grey coat. However, the head was oval in shape, possessing no features and gave off a faint glow. Immediately after passing the entity, the driver felt hot and shivery and this lasted for around a minute. Mm. In June of 2008, a figure wearing a cloak with a hood was spotted by a driver and his passenger whilst driving over the bridge near St. Keweth's Church in Disserth. Um, An old Welsh ghost story details one supernatural experience, and whilst walking along the road by the canal... um, I can't even pronounce this. Clang India and Quickow. Reverend Thomas saw an old man whose face was leaden coloured and the skin was tightly stretched. His lips were thin and bloodless and the half open mouth was toothless. The figure was also bizarrely dressed, hardly dressed in fact. Two filthy strips um, of cloth were wound round and round the body, an emaciated body, and that was it. It turns out that the spirit pursued the reverend, where Mr. Thomas, the reverend, collapsed from nerves and exhaustion. Wow. And the witness was later told the ghost was an, of an old mad miser. It's been said that Britain has a rich heritage when it comes to things that go bump in the night and we're considered a haunted isle for this very reason. But it's not just ancient creaking castles where spooks reside. There's almost as many ghosts as there are potholes on haunted highways, and it's enough to give you pause for thought the next time you inch your way down a narrow, unlit country road in the middle of the night. So we've also got a guy called Gaffin from Kilfernid, Pontypridd in South Wales. And the area is known for high levels of spirit activity. This is thought to be partially due to the Albion disaster, which was a devastating mine explosion that killed 290 men and boys in 1894. Wow. Um, it was almost, it has been called the forgotten mining disaster because it's so old and, and people have sort of lost, lost it. So one day there was this guy called Gaffin. Uh, it was in his late teens. An older friend of his invited him out for a drive. The friend would not really feel anything about where they were going. But Gaffin sensed they had something to do with the paranormal because that's the kind of stuff they're into. And Gaffin, um, this guy had sort of an ability to pick up on ghosts and spirits he's a bit like a he had a like a medium skill about him mm. um so they decided to pick up gavin see if he could pick up any ghosts that were in the area uh it was all in good fun so gaffin decided to go along with it they'd been out for a while when the car appeared behind them it seemed to come out of nowhere 
Uh, and Gavin thought it looked like a Ford Capri. And if anybody knows them, like a sporty car from like the 70s and 80s. Okay. And the car was close on their tail. Trying to shake it off, his friends started swerving, but the car kept up with them the whole time. That was when they noticed two other things. The car behind them was not making any noise as it sped along the road. And the car had no one inside of it. Wow. Then just as suddenly as the car had appeared, it disappeared. Uh, the road that they were driving on was a single road with tall hedges on either side. There were no gaps for the car to turn off. And Gaffin and his friend went back to see if they could find the car, but couldn't see anything. They scanned the area for skid marks, tyre tracks, found none. They drove back to where the mysterious car had originally appeared and still couldn't locate it. Um... Figuring it would be easier to search the area when it was light, Gaffin returned the next day, and after not finding anything, he stopped off at the Queen's Head, which is a local well-known pub there. And Gaffin told this story to the bartender and discovered that many people would come in over the years to report a car crash where the vehicle vanishes and is never found. Wow. Yeah. So... Another phantom vehicle. Another phantom vehicle, yeah. So Wales, it was difficult to find stuff on Wales, I must say, because Wales has historically got a lot of haunted castles. Yeah. And it tends to be around. Lots of castles in Wales. Lots of castles, yeah. Um, But, yeah, there's some some pretty freaky roads as well, it would appear. Like, you might summon something by trying to pronounce the uh, place names. I know, I know, yeah. could almost feel like this electricity around me when I was trying to give it a go. So once again, my apologies to anybody who speaks Welsh, understands Welsh, who clearly wouldn't have understood what I just said. <laughs> but um, we don't get taught that in England. No. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I didn't have any Welsh. I can barely speak English, let alone Welsh. <laughs> <laughs> so my my final one i'm gonna to go to a bit local one near to me and i'm gonna i'm not gonna tell you the name of the road i'm gonna let you guess okay. the name of the road the actual like, number it's got because its nickname is the devil's highway it's not the a666 or something like that is it it is <laughs> it is the a666 near bolton and so i've actually wow. driven this road quite a few times when I used to work up near Salford, and it's up Salford, heading towards Bolton. And obviously, every time I drive on it, you're like, hey, 666. <laughs> so, yeah, so it's uh, referred to as the Devil's Highway, obviously. Yeah. Uh, not only because of the biblical associations of 666, the number of the beast, also because of its high accident rate. Okay. Another road that has a lot of accidents on there. And several drivers have also reported paranormal occurrences on this stretch of road. Okay. Talking about the accident rate, yeah. the road is the rate of accidents is on this road is almost three times higher than the other roads in the area. Oh well. Wow. So it is a very uh, dangerous road. That's yeah, definitely. There's been a number of sightings of a shady figure at the side of the road after the sun goes down. Described by eyewitnesses as being hunched over with a slight limp. These shadowy shapes and figures that have been seen for years 
mysteriously appear and then vanish into nothing just as quick. Wow. There's even been footage filmed on a dash cam camera which circulates on the internet showing a white figure appearing out of nowhere, approaching the car slowly, much to the distress of the driver and the passenger. Simon Entrissel, an East Lancashire historian who wrote a book about infamous ghost stories in the region, suggests that the ghost seen in the footage could in fact be that of a monk who was executed in the nearby Turton Tower during the Civil War way back in January 1643. Wow. And it only makes appearances in January. Oh. Apparently. It's this monk. So the video, it's a three minute long video. We'll put it on our Facebook and Instagram or whatever so you can watch the video for yourself. We've watched the video. Yes. And it's, I mean, I can't talk for the veracity of the video. Yeah. Uh, there's no, I mean, there's no landmarks to say that it's this road, that it's in Bolton, but it's like, it's been in the local newspapers. People say it is this road uh, near Belmont on the A666, but it, it's a terrifying but I, I hate watching it. It's horrible. Yeah. It is like something out of a horror film, uh, for sure. And the spirit or person or whatever it is, is horrid. <laughs> Freaky. And you can understand the guy's reaction to a lot of um, what he's seeing as he's revving the car and screaming yeah, and shouting. And- yeah, the the... the- the, the shouting in the car is just, yeah. that's terrifying because it, it it sounds genuine. It's it, oh definitely it sounds the, like he's experiencing yeah in the voice. So just to like describe it quickly, there's it's a dark road. It's unlit. You can just see like the headlights just shining on the side of the road. There's some like grass and weeds on the side of the road, mm. and it's just a white figure. Looks to be hunched over. Looks like a woman or possibly, yeah. and she's. Just walking towards the car, wearing like a white, not even a dress, like white clothing. Yeah. Like, like, like a, a nightgown, like a nightgown yeah. or a robe or something, just all in white, black hair. And she's just walking towards the car and it's pitch black. There's nothing else around, middle of the night. And it's just this figure just doesn't stop. It just keeps walking. So they're like reversing and it just doesn't stop coming towards him. You hear the mm-hmm. panic in the driver and the passenger. Shouting to like get out, let's get get out of here. And this figure just keeps and all you can see is it's all darkness apart from the beams of the headlights on this figure that's just getting closer and closer to the car and it's just absolutely terrifying. Like I say it's on our Facebook now, so you can go and have a watch watch of it, but it just it creeps me out. Being in like just be driving a lot of roads where it's pitch black and I'm not liking that yeah. and then watch that video just like even just talking about it is giving me goosebumps. So the, the character or the, the, the ghost, the character in the Ring film, yes, the girl, looks very similar, like yes. Samira, I think her name is, with the long hair. And, and when yeah. she's walking towards the camera, it's mm. like it's like that. That's about the closest thing I could think of to yeah. anybody who's seen that. It's a weird enough image in your head anyway. Yeah. So aside from that, uh, Simon Entrissol, the historian, he talks about the story of a taxi driver and he reported seeing a ghost figure of an elderly woman with long hair sitting on the back of his taxi. 
So I was sitting, just randomly appeared in the back of his taxi. Wow. <laughs> and that was while he was driving alone on the A666. He said, oh, that's me. You know, this is just an old woman sat in the cab, car like behind him. You may, you may, may have just forgot to drop a passenger off, but... Yes, <laughs> 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 yeah, so that was the uh, Devil's Highway near yeah. Bolton. 666, I'll have to keep an eye out um, when I... Uh... When I go up that way. <laughs> so there, there is one that we briefly mentioned about at the start, and it's your own personal experience of a haunted crowdash. <laughs> and it, it does come under the, the sort of south, so it kind of is my my territory. But, yeah, you, you would... I'll, I'll talk about it. It's been a while yeah, since. Yeah, yeah. Go on. <laughs> That's and that nicely, a year ago. nicely round us over. Yeah, it must be nearly a year. Nearly September, a year. September last year. Oh, okay. Year. Yeah, not that far off, actually. Wow. Yeah, so... so we... yeah, what, what happened? What happened? <laughs> so, I was down in Rendlesham Forest yep. in Suffolk. Yes, On the East Coast. Um, somewhere I wanted to go for a long time, just because of the UFO incident and the whole folklore around that, as well as... Yep. All the weird stuff that happens in Suffolk that we talked mm-hmm. about in an episode. Yeah, we All did. Tales and weird stuff that's been seen for hundreds of years. Dogs, fishmen, all sorts of weird stuff around. Yeah, wild man, whole... all sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. So we'd been doing this, like a bit of a paranormal investigation in Renderson Forest itself, in between the two uh, US Air Force bases. And we've been there for a couple of hours, watching the sky, watching, doing some EVPs, taking lots of videos inside the, the, the forest. And it, nothing happened. It was we there for about three hours. Nothing much happened. But I felt completely fine because I can get quite, I can be quite a pussy sometimes. And like, even just like talking about these roads, I'm like, oh my God, I'm a bit creeped out now. But being in the middle of that forest on our own in the middle of the night, literally, we didn't see another person didn't hear another car, you're literally in the middle of nowhere. The only thing we heard was there must have been a pig farm nearby. Because all we could hear is a squealing of pigs, which when we first heard it, we were like, what the fuck is that? And I realised there must be a pig farm or something, because that's the only noise we could hear. So they forced a few hours, nothing much happened. It's getting like probably like three in the morning now or something. So we start making our way back to the car, which is about half an hour walk from the forest where we were to the little car park. As we're packing stuff back in the car, they might have been fine the whole time. Start getting a feeling of unease. Like, a, let's just get everything in the car. Let's just go now. Let's just get back to the campsite. So we pack up the car. I I, I didn't want to turn my headlights on because I thought, in my head, I was thinking, if I turn the headlights on, there's going to be something stuff there. Like I, could just, I, I felt like there was something's going to happen or something. But anyway, I did turn the headlights on, obviously, and got out onto the say a main road, it's one of the country roads that we've been talking about. It's just a small lane in between two forests, either side of you. You can't see anything. There's no streetlights. We've not seen or heard another person for hours and hours. Nothing on this road. We get about 30 seconds out onto the road and we hear it sound like something banging on top of the car. Something met- sound like something metally clanging. Sound like, what the frig? I've already felt a bit uneasy at this point. 
And then my partner was like, maybe there's something, when you put your stuff away, you'd last something on top and it fell off. And that's what we heard. It was like the banging, like a camera or a bit of equipment. So turned around, further up the road, drove slowly past the bit where we'd, where I heard the noise, couldn't see anything. It's only a small road. You could see, it wasn't like, there's grass verge at the side. It wasn't anything built up. So we're looking, driving past slowly, can't see anything. Drive a bit further up, and there's a little lay-by. So I point to lay-by, and I check all the stuff to make sure I'm not missing anything. So I check all the stuff. Doesn't seem to be anything missing. So we drive back around the way we went, because we now could be turned around. We're now going back the way we were going. And we're coming up to the point where we heard the noise. So I put the four beams on, looked out, drove slowly. I think there's absolutely nothing on the road. There's nothing that... There's, like... A couple of twigs and stuff, but there's nothing overhanging. It wasn't that sort of noise anyway. So I just carried on driving, thinking that's weird. It felt like there's something banging on the roof. Don't know, there wasn't anything there. Carry on driving. It was about an hour drive back to where we were camping. So we were driving for probably another 10 minutes or so. And (laughs) this is where we see a chihuahua (laughs) in the middle of this country lane <laughs> road. So like there's a trower. My partner's like, why a trower? And it ran to the side of the road and like stopped at the side of the road. So we joined past and it's like, what the hell is a trower? It's like three in the morning, it's pitch black, there's literally nothing about it's a chihuahua. But the feeling I had was I'm not stopping. I felt like something wanted us to stop the car. And I had that definite panic feeling of, I need to get out of here. And this chihuahua is still at the side of the road. <laughs> I'm like, I would, I'm a dog lover, like I mentioned before, and I love dogs. Now I would 100% get the dog, see if it's okay, see if it's got a tag, whatever, try and get it back to where it's supposed to be. 100% would do that any any other time. But this time I was like, I'm not stopping this car. Something wants us to stop. So I just drove on. Carried on driving, thinking, why the hell is it a chihuahua in the middle of the road? <laughs> we keep on driving. A few minutes later, <laughs> a few minutes later, there's deers jumping out from the side of the forest onto <laughs> the other side of the forest. There's like baby deers, there's these adult deers. And again, like screamed at first, like the little screams, like came out of nowhere, they're driving next minute, somebody's jumping out in front of the car, literally like meters in front of the car. And again, something I've never seen before, something that's like part of nature, seeing deers in the wild, a family of deers or jumping across, I would 100% stop and just watch it and just sort of be in the moment, watch these deers. But again, that same feeling of, Something wants me to stop this car, and I am not stopping this car. So I had to just literally drive in between the deer, so I'm not hitting any of him, and then just didn't even want to look in the rearview mirror. Just carried on driving because something something wanted us to stop wow. from getting in the car, the car park to get stuff first, getting that feeling to hearing the noise on top of the car when we're literally literally nothing around to seeing the chihuahua, which. Is it something you would expect to see in the middle of a forest in the three in the morning? <laughs> and then to have deer literally jumping out literally a metre in front of your car. Yeah, something wanted me to stop and I wasn't <laughs> stopping. I didn't stop Don't until I got you. to the campsite. 
And that's only, it's only when I got back to the campsite, the feeling went, oh, <laughs> the whole time I drive, and I was like, so, I, something's going to happen. I, uh, it was wow. it was scary. I'm doing this episode, it's literally that feeling. It's been back, and that's what I, excuse me, I got goosebumps and stuff. It's that feeling of that experience. And it's just reading all this, hearing about these different, these different stories and stuff. It's just like, oh my God, I'm not driving on a country road at night ever again. <laughs> oh dear. Gets me every time, that one. <laughs> it's funny because we've just been talking to the guests and they're like, bring it up. I'm like, oh, no, we're two hour story. It just sounds absolutely crazy. And it's good because I have the dash cam footage as well. Of Yeah, I've seen we that. Have dash cam. It, we have it off the days, um, but we don't have it off the two hour, which I absolutely got it about. We only have literally the seconds after because yeah. it like, records like three minute segments and then. Obviously, I drove back like the day after. It was like seven hours drive. Must have recorded over because I remember that's the after the days was when I pressed the button to record to save so it doesn't overwrite them files. Mm-hmm. It saves them, and there must have been the bit of the two hour must have just been off it because we hear our me and my partner's reaction to it. Yeah, talking about it literally seconds it, yeah. after. So you don't see the actual two hour. You hear our reaction to it, and then a few minutes later, you see the days. <laughs> On the, in the footage, and again, I was saying, I'm not stopping, I'm not stopping. <laughs> Something's trying to get us to stop. <laughs> it's it's funny, it's funny. It's like yeah. the bit, the reaction to the trial is like, so I'm like, why would it be, why, why, why would it be here? Like, it's just, yeah, it's love it. Crazy. Thank you for sharing that. Again. <laughs> again. <laughs> it's been a while since I talked about it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been a while. Yeah. They actually forgot about the bit on top of the card, so I started be telling it again. Yeah. I, always, I always think of the trower in the day. I always forget about the noise on top of the car. Until and that's probably it. one of the more scary bits. Because mm, the there's nothing on top there. And yeah. we checked the roll like three, like two more times. There's nothing that would yeah. have made that sort of noise. No. <laughs> well, it would appear that the UK has quite a lot of uh, scary roads. So... Does. Yeah, when you're driving out at night, take care. <laughs> yeah, keep the doors locked. I always do that as well. I always do. You do, do you do it? Lock your cars. <laughs> lock your doors. Just nothing really, can open them and grab you out. I don't, <laughs> I don't really. Um, I don't really drive out at night, and I've only got a little like Citroen C1. So if anybody was going to try and have a carjack me or like attack me or whatever. It could probably just open the car door it's so thin <laughs> and just you know, get out. <laughs> but yeah, I um no, I just I'm just I just part around the town, so I'm not fortunately <laughs> I'm not uh not in the woods too much, but yeah. I think uh, a lot of those had I experienced them, including your own experience, I I don't know exactly. What I would have done. Except the same as you and just keep driving. Mm. <laughs> it was literally like fight or flight. Like it was definitely flight, yeah, wasn't it? Was, I was flight, I was not stopping. I'm not fighting a chihuahua, I'm not <laughs> Whatever whatever was pretending to be a chihuahua, that's a lie. Yeah. Screen memory. Yeah. Something was making something that I would stop for. Exactly. It's weird, it's weird. Yeah. Cool. 
So there's definitely been a different episode for us. I've enjoyed that. Yeah, some fun. dark tales and macabre some, events. So, some light-hearted yeah. through in there. It's... Yeah, exactly, exactly. So if anybody has got any other haunted roads to share with us, drop us an email, podcast at pursuitofparanormal.co.uk or ping us on social media and see what, see what we can add on for maybe a second part. Yeah, part two, maybe. And check out the video of the dashcam footage from yes. the Devil's Highway story. Definitely be putting that up on TikTok. Definitely be putting that up on all over social media. So yeah, let us know what you think to that. Cool, cool. Nice one, Ash. It's been good to chat again as ever. Yep, I will see you Saturday for Paranormal United States. Oh yes. Yes, yes. I don't know why I had a blank look on my face there. <laughs> You're like, to be a something? <laughs> I was thinking, what are we doing Saturday? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we're talking New York on Saturday. Look forward to it. So do I. <laughs> cool. Catch you later. Pursuit of the Paranormal. Ash and Greg.